Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Markets, your favorite dairy podcast, which is just a nice, easy recap of what happened in dairy markets this past week and what's on tap into the days ahead. We actually just got done recording our forecast webinar where Lucas Fees, Eric Meyer, and myself go over our forecast report and do a live Q&A with our customers. We had a really great conversation today and everyone that attended came with great questions. Yeah, I think um, if you're a customer, you of course have access to that recording and all of the slides that are on our website. But I think I just wanted to cover a few points here that we talked about, uh, most specifically in butter. You know, we've been saying that any day we're kind of waiting for a little bit of downside pressure to really materialize. I think it's pretty impressive that as we sit here in mid-December, we are still above that 280 per pound mark. Moving into the next two weeks for sure, or any day for that matter, we expect significant downside volatility and probably weaker values into the new calendar year. I would say for any other uh, market though, I would urge you to dig into those uh, forecast prices that we published uh, just this week. Yeah, digging a bit more into our actual forecast, we certainly don't have time to go over all 70 pages here, but I would love for you to just do a rundown on our risk factors as you have done in the past. What's going to impact our price expectation? I think China remains a kind of big, uh, a questionable uh, part of this market here, especially from the demand side, you know, whether it's COVID in the country as they ease restrictions, but behavior really doesn't necessarily return to normal or just kind of economic pressure overall as global demand for Chinese products kind of lessens. Uh, there's kind of lots of question marks that come from uh, what exactly is happening in China and ultimately where their demand will settle out here into the coming months. Also, I think from the supply side, you know, the big thing remains that New Zealand continues to face pressure on their season, a really kind of wet season negatively impacting milk production, but the market continues to not care. On the flip side, U.S. firmly returned to growth. Uh, We've seen the past several months of year-over-year gains and do expect that to continue here in the near term. And even into the European Union, of course, their prior year data, very easy to overcome, but gains as much as kind of 2 to 3% is a little bit stronger than what we might have been anticipated. Certainly lots of milk coming from the Northern Hemisphere. Outside of those risk factors, though, um, I think, Alyssa, you had a very kind of key overview of some key global fundamentals that we see as the top concerns this month. Yeah, there are a handful of key factors here, in my opinion. And first and foremost, there's been a lot of concentration around the northern hemisphere milk production growth. Uh, We're also continuing to watch the global currency fluctuations impacting net importers. China's political and economic turmoil will be the top priority to watch over the next six months, as you kind of mentioned earlier. New Zealand milk production, we really thought it was turning around into December, but it seems that maybe the North Island has turned too wet again. And then lastly, drought has been developing throughout Latin America and mostly in Argentina, whom is one of the top five exporters in the global dairy marketplace, so it might mean tighter global milk throughout the next few months. Those are just a few of the factors that we're focusing on this month. Yeah, I really wish we could get some more clarity there out of China, but definitely uh, no lack of occurrences around the globe that are impacting these markets as we move into the holidays. 
Shifting back to the U.S. here, the USDA put out their supply and utilization report for October, and that's a report that gives us a better glimpse at domestic demand for dairy here in the States. Any stark data points to call out, Lucas? I don't know if anything is stark per se, but uh, I do wish this data was a little bit fresher. This is October data that we have here that kind of provides the complete picture of the month. In cheese, utilization was higher versus prior year for the third consecutive month. I think that kind of speaks to how we've seen a longer than uh, expected seasonal support in prices here as that domestic demand remains positive in both American styles and other than American style cheese. Butter utilization, though, weaker versus prior year and for the third consecutive month. However, I don't think that we can focus on weaker demand as kind of a sole driver to that negative print there. I do think that the weaker availability kind of impacts these utilization numbers as well. Nonfat, kind of steeply below prior year levels, uh, really pulled down by uh, domestic demand that was just uh, very, very poor versus one year ago. Uh, total nonfat dry milk utilization lower, even though exports climbed above prior year levels for the first time since November 2021, uh, kind of 11-month gap there. A couple other things to note for the week was First, you know, the the price meltdown observed in the European dairy indices. There were some drastic losses this week from milk powders to finished goods such as cheese and butter as I think as German milk production really returns to those 2020 levels in a positive manner and consumer demand concerns throughout winter dig into consumption expectations. Not a great combination, more milk and weaker demand. Yeah, it was almost incredible to to see the red on those charts this week. Prices for German butter dropping to their lowest since mid-October of 2021. And while those lower prices have prompted maybe some buying interest with buyers kind of trying to capture value there, there is anticipation that values will continue to fall and uh, a lot of buyers are just remaining on the sidelines for the moment. Yesterday, Fonterra released their global dairy trade offer volume forecast, and there was a sizable increase in their skim milk powder volumes that continue to be at record levels. Fonterra added an additional 10,000 metric tons of skim milk powder to their 12-month forecast, half of which will be offered over the next two months. Yeah, definitely will be a highly anticipated auction there on Tuesday, the last one of this calendar year. As mentioned, we do have that GDT on Tuesday. Also next week from the U.S., we get November milk production data on Monday afternoon, anticipating upper 1% type growth versus prior year there in that data. On Thursday, cheese and butter uh, stocks numbers in that cold storage report, uh, heavily anticipated number to see how much out movement we saw in butter from warehouses in the month of November. That does it for today. I hope that you are all having a good time preparing as we quickly move here into the holidays. Cheers. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. (laughs) 